Welcome to Stacy on the Right on Family Vision Media. It's familyvisionmedia.org. Check us out and share our content. We have tons of podcasts and worldview material for you there. And of course, you can click over to our parent, which is the Family Vision Media Library, Family Vision Library, where there's content for homeschooling and all kinds of resources there for you if you're trying to make that jump out of public education into the homeschool arena. Joining me today is Timothy Head, Executive Director of the Faith and Freedom Coalition. We love that organization. Tim, thanks for coming on. Well, it's always a real treat to be with you, Stacey, especially in such a heightened season like this on Election Day itself. Yeah, this is pretty awesome. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of really great energy around this midterm. And of course, there's some anger. There's a little bit of the tail end of the pandemic where people are still very upset with having been locked down. And hindsight's twenty twenty. We look back and we see a lot of mistakes were made. But there's actually three things driving this election cycle, this midterm. And it's not abortion, even though the left wants us to think it is. Well, that's right. And some of this, I think we can certainly kind of unpack this a little bit. But You know, in politics, sometimes a mistake that politicians or maybe sometimes whole parties make is they try to make people talk about and care about issues that the politician wants people to care about instead of listening to what the people are actually caring about, what's driving their daily or weekly life, and then trying to do something to alleviate whatever hardship that is. And I think that you're actually seeing a basically case study in that right now where the Democrat Party is basically trying to project or force this issue on people where it's just kind of missing the mark pretty profoundly here. So they want to talk about abortion because the other issues like education, the economy, crime, those are things they're really doing very badly on. Two sides of that coin. First of all, stereotypically, Republicans do better with just generic voters on issues related to the economy and also issues related to safety or crime. And so when the Democrats, A, don't have much credibility with the general public and B, also have a really poor record over the last two years on those issues, this is one of the reasons why they're trying to kind of change the script a little bit to say, hey, never mind all of that stuff. The world is just a cruel and chaotic place. What we really want you to talk about and think about is these ideological issues. And that's where a lot of voters are just not having it. No, they're not. They're ready for a different opportunity. So can we then go into, and I know for Faith and Freedom, you're constantly working on spreading the truth from the biblical worldview, giving people the perspective that matters, the eternal perspective. What do you think comes out of this? If the Republicans take both houses of Congress, what will we see next? I think for starters, generally speaking, let's just kind of start with this baseline. America, ironically enough, frequently does the best whenever there's divided government in Washington, D.C. that basically leads to stalemate. So in this case, you'd have obviously a White House that is at odds with the U.S. House, which will be overwhelmingly Republican, and the U.S. Senate, which Republicans will have a narrow lead. And uh, and basically what that'll do is it'll shut down at least a lot of the ideological efforts by this White House and the current Congress. Secondly, it'll basically slow the judicial nomination process to a crawl for the Biden White House. So this next two years, he'll see very few, if any, judicial nominations get confirmed unless he starts to nominate some moderate, reasonable people. And then thirdly, the budget process will become a completely different budget process. And so instead of having, you know, $1.5 trillion spending bills coming out of Congress, about once every nine months, we'll actually see 
at least some controlled spending and also less ideological efforts like around climate, for instance, when the the U.S. House and U.S. Senate really does shut down almost completely. So that's actually good news. I think it's great news. And then the other piece that that I'll also do is basically give some predictability to the markets and to business. Because one of the challenges that business has been having to deal with the last, you know, two years and really three years, frankly, at this point is erratic and incredibly overreaching regulations by, you know, the federal government or sometimes state governments or even some local governments. So business is actually going to have some predictability, more so than having a favorable environment. Business needs a stable environment for them to plan and then execute those plans over the course of several months or two or three years. And so that unto itself, just that stability will actually allow business to kind of correct some of this, again, erratic unpredictability. So I think one thing that we as Christians have to really focus on is that the politics is not the whole sandwich. It's part of what we should be looking at, but it is not the entirety of what we should be concerned with. Well, how do you talk to people about that paradigm? Because I think there's a problem that we have, and that is we place too much emphasis on politics. I couldn't agree more with you, Stacey. And the way that I kind of try to couch this is that we absolutely don't want to put our hope in politics or politicians. I mean, you want to talk about setting yourself up for disappointment. I think that would be almost the definition of disappointment, that we place our hope and really we do kind of perceive our own identity, firstly, as citizens of heaven. And then secondly, we certainly are citizens of this earth and in our case of America, but we see our citizenship here on earth as one of stewardship or responsibility, much like as a homeowner, right? Most people aren't going to live in that home for the rest of their lives, but you want to care for your home while you live there, partly because it's your home and partly because you're probably going to pass it along to somebody else. We want to be stewards of our county, of our school board, of our state, ultimately of our country, but that's not who we are at the end of the day. Uh, But that doesn't negate or invalidate our responsibility to steward that well. So the key here is... Run down to Caesar, that which is Caesar's. We head out to the polls today. We participate. We pay attention to our elected officials by, you know, maybe emailing and kind of doing some oversight when they're in the district. We're back from D.C. But the main dish is not politics. It's just something that we use, a tool to manage our government. The main dish is our relationship with Christ. Absolutely. And then I will say, you know, that I don't know if Lincoln coined the phrase, but he certainly helped popularize this notion of the cost or the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And so one of our responsibilities here is to always be mindful, even if our focus and again, our identity or citizenship, if you will, is more of an eternal citizenship or responsibility. We're constantly kind of on the watch. And I think that one of the challenges that we see is a lot of people on the political left really do see government as the end, or at least a major means towards their end of prevailing their views and worldview on other people, whereas hopefully most Christians don't see that. The way that we're actually going to communicate and persuade people is really through love and through demonstration of charity, not through force and through coercion. Now, again, we always have to remain vigilant. Well, I think that's the best way to wrap it up here. It's always good to have you here to kind of put us back into an eternal mindset and to specifically draw down on this national obsession, politics. And I understand that 
we need politics. You know, what do I do for a living? I talk about politics. But in the overall scheme of things, if it's the main event, if it's the main thing, we're always going to be found wanting because it can't fulfill our desires. It can't feed our souls. It can't draw us closer to the things that matter eternally. And so it's always great to have you here. Tell us where to find out more, Tim, of your organization, Faith and Freedom Coalition. Our website is uh, ffcoalition.com. That's ffcoalition.com. And then we also have a presence on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So you can always find us on those various social media platforms as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. So you can find the link. I have a link to ffcoalition.com, which is the website. It's Faith and Freedom Coalition. And they have a November 3rd project. You can see their impact. I love that. I love looking at data and kind of saying, oh, this is how that worked. You can also go to at Faith and Freedom on Twitter and find out more. Thank you so much, Timothy Head, Executive Director. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Stacey. God bless. God bless. All right. You can find out more about us at familyvisionmedia.org familyvisionmedia.org thank you so much for joining us today and God bless you we'll see you next time 